what have you, how have you been, how have you been going? <laughs> um, wow. There's so much, there's so much to be honest. Um, it's a pandemic, you know, still, um, <laughs> uh, chapter 10. <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah. The what, like lockdown number three we're on now. Um, but yes, grad school, in a pandemic in a new city is kind of crazy and uh it's a lot I live alone so that's great I know you did you live alone when you were back in Toronto I lived alone and I have to say you're probably doing better than me I feel like you are mentally very strong I went nuts I went crazy oh there are days I would have panic like sometimes I think like I would have crazy panic attacks and I did this thing where I filmed some of them because I'm like I kind of want to remember this and now it's so disturbing looking back I don't even look like me it's like a different (laughs) human being my eyes are popping out of my head I'm like it's the anxiety is so real though and I'm just like a person I mean I know you just said I was stable but like I I have struggled with anxiety like I okay so I feel like this is uh, it's a it's such a good reunion because like when we met, I was probably like the most anxious, like the, the, the most, like just so anxious. And then the, my twenties, like, I've just like figured out how to deal with my anxiety, but everyone though. Yeah, me too. And so it's been like, it's been crazy, but like the pandemic is wild. Cause when I live alone, I'm like, okay, now I can kind of, uh, I don't know. Like, it's just, you have more of a sense of like what causes you anxiety. Cause I, I got very, never blame other people. Yeah. (laughs) And also like, I have social anxiety. So I'm just like, Oh, you know, like not hanging out with people is like, uh, great. But also for too long, you become weird. I do too. So what you are studying, what are you studying? Okay. So pretty much my, my, my degree is a PhD in environmental sustainability but like what I study specifically is uh it sounds so random when I just say it out of the blue but like I study how like digital technologies and artificial intelligence are used in agriculture um to (laughs) to like and so whether or not these technologies are going to like enable transitions to sustainable food systems or whether just they're just going to kind of entrench uh, industrial food systems. So I'm like a social scientist. Like I, I don't, you know, hang out in the lab. I like go out and talk to farmers and stuff. And I'm just like, do you, is it depressing? Is it like the, <laughs> the, the degree you say environmental sustainability? I'm like, there's no way she's been studying environmental sustain. I hear Greta on the news. I turn it off. I can't it, like, I just, I feel bad. I feel awful. All the environment. I know it's, I know it's, I know it's going it's to bad. shit, but I just, I, my right. brain, I'm like, I can't, I can't do it today. I don't know how it's you're studying great. this. It's not good. It's not great. It's not great. Um, yeah, I know a lot of people who are just like, this is really, really fucking depressing and day in, day out. But I think that some people are like kind of driven by um, like anger, like you're angry about like what's happening and why it's happening. And like, so I think that that's like a driving factor for a lot of people doing this work. My work, like I just kind of get very like, into the details of my work so it kind of the bigger I'm thinking about the bigger picture but sometimes it gets like I'm just like very interested in this kind of like niche area of what I'm doing so it's not as if I'm thinking about you know hurricanes and sea level rise every day I'm mostly we're gonna run out of water yeah I learned that the other day and then people (laughs) tell me like have you seen this Netflix documentary I'm like I can't watch that yeah I don't watch those my heart is literally out of my chest naturally I don't I don't I I can't like yeah 
don't watch those and like it's I also just like stopped kind of listening to the news in the pandemic because I was just like I I can't like I've I at this point I was just like waking up and like listening to like a news podcast and I was like it's not good anymore like it's not I don't need to be I don't need it and I don't need to be doing this to myself so I just now I'm just like okay focus on happy things so when you study so artificial intelligence in in agriculture yeah can um, you so, explain in detail, like, because I'm a Muppet, <laughs> also my audience is a Muppet, so it's great. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, pretty much there's these different technologies that farmers are using, like, um, and are going to be using. So, like, in the future, there's a lot of, like, talk about, like, what will happen in the future and um, to the food system. And, like, they're using technologies like driverless tractors or um, drones or um, all of these things that are collecting data from from their farms and then the there are um, platforms that kind of can make can collect all this data and then use algorithms to make decisions that the farmer would have been making like in the past but now th these algorithms make those decisions um and so i'm kind of questioning whether whether or not like that's the that's the like how that's going to make our food system more sustainable Mm -hmm. um and or if it's just kind of serving you know large agri-corporations like Monsanto etc John Deere um and it's kind of just like the idea that like technologies are being sold as this solution to climate change like we're going to invent our way out of climate change and we're going to get we're going to figure our figure it out through you know deploying all these crazy technologies um and then but we're also going to be able to uh maintain like the lifestyles that we have if we just invent better bigger and better technologies um and i just kind of take issue with that assumption that we're going to be able to um invent our way ai out, our way out of, out, of, out of out of climate change out of this pr huge problem that's, that's not a it's not necessarily a technical problem it's a social problem right like we started this because it's it's a it's a social problem where we're consuming too much and so Am I making sense? Sorry. <laughs> you are making sense. You okay, are making perfect. sense. Do you, do you perfect. think, are you on the, the world is overpopulated side or are you on the side that's like the most populated places in the world don't use as much resources as <laughs> any of you fucks having two kids in the suburbs, you dumb fucks. Which team are you on? <laughs> what do you okay. say? So I think that in terms of the, the world is overpopulated argument I think it's a distraction like I think it's totally I'm just like oh people should stop having kids I'm like stop talking about this like this is not the thing that we need to be talking about okay. we need to be talking about how we how we like um decarbonize our energy systems and how we consume less so that we won't you know produce so much you know plastic and put it all in the ocean like it's not that's not the the argument that we need to be having um I think and I think it's it can get like it also when you start saying like oh the world is overpopulated like what if you follow that logic it's fascism then you get yeah exactly and then you get to also a place where you're regulating women's bodies which i'm not here for like you can't have um you can't have population control policy without controlling women's bodies this is a weird this is a complicated question but hopefully i articulate it well um Okay, so what you told me about AI being involved in sustainable farming and how they're basically they they really want to fix the reality of global warming with AI technology, that would eliminate a lot of jobs 
Mm-hmm. And um, especially for temporary foreign workers, um, you know, poorer countries, et cetera, et cetera, cheaper labor in the markets. How would that be beneficial to us in terms of diversifying our economy out of oil and gas? Would that be beneficial at all? Because I feel like the things that they're trying to go for, like the way that you explained it to me, we're going to use AI to get ourselves out of global warming. But then how do you, I mean, I'm in Alberta, right? So the big conversation is how the fuck are we going to diversify out of this? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that make diversification impossible? And just like we'd rely on oil and gas to continue for jobs if the future of... There's, okay, so there's layers to this question. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> they love buttercup. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> okay, so I'm, I'm going to ask you like, uh, in terms of, in terms of agriculture, there's a labor shortage. They keep talking about this labor shortage and they're yeah. just like, we're going to solve this problem with automation. Um, and there's not much conversation around how, uh, it will take jobs away from temporary foreign workers, because again, that's like, oh, we're going to solve this problem of like, um, we don't treat our temporary foreign like farmers yeah, don't treat they're like slaves yeah foreign workers well so i'm like oh to solve this problem we're just never going to give them jobs because we're just going to automate all those jobs and i'm just like well that, that's a flawed plan but okay <laughs> um in terms of oil and gas like what is your what's the what's the question well do you think i guess it's i guess i jumped yeah is the is is some of the technology that you're like, is the same culture around AI fixing global warming in oil and gas? Yeah, I think that I, I'm not an expert. I've never been an expert in oil and gas stuff. I, I, I think I, I kind of try to stay away from it. Um, but there, there is this kind of like techno solutionist narrative in like mm-hmm. most, most, um, most industries and also I, I just went to this webinar about like carbon storage and so like the idea that we can use like we can like use all of these technologies that we developed for oil and gas to actually then like suck carbon out of the atmosphere and, and bury it um but I'm not I'm super not an expert on that but it is like this kind of narrative is very prevalent in like any and I guess that's my concern like if that narrative is prevalent I don't understand how they're going to replace all these millions of jobs well I think the idea the idea is that like there's retraining programs the government would fund retraining programs to to train former oil and gas workers into being technical workers um and you're just like okay okay maybe but wouldn't there be like half those jobs um yeah I honestly don't know but uh that's the that's the that's the idea exactly because like AI is just like oh the whole concept of it is that we can automate um labor and then automate decision making and also create a insane profit margin yes but the profit profits like go the the flow of capital is kind of like going to specific kind of concentrated spaces and not necessarily back to those workers especially not in um you know just like labor intensive jobs like you know agriculture or oil and gas like the, the the capital is leaving the that's what I wonder. And then it's not going back into the economy at all. And so then we don't really have an economy, even if you're super conservative, you don't have an economy if all the economy just goes up and stays there. <laughs> you just like, I don't, you know what I mean? And those regular people are who spends the money that are employed. If no one's employed, I don't understand the, um, 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's hard to, because like a lot of what I do is also just like looking into the future and like what these industries are going to be like in the future. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to say right now, there's like kind of a trend towards corporate consolidation of wealth and power, and they don't like to pay workers and laborers um, enough, especially in, in, in agriculture, if you're talking about manual labor. And also the government will subsidize it, right? Uh, in agriculture, specific forms of agriculture, yeah. But um, the money, it's like very interesting to like look at where the money is going. And right now, in terms of these uh, these industries, money is being poured into like tech technology and uh, research and development and stuff like that. And I'm just like, okay, what does that do to the labor on the ground in these industries? And also no one's, no one's letting us know what's going into our food then if no people mm -hmm. are there. That's a whole other thing. It's like food safety issues. Um, yeah, like how the fuck would we know what's in our <laughs> apples? There's like a lot of there's a lot of interesting people doing really interesting work on like food safety and what it what it's going to be like in you know 10 20 years especially as climate change starts affecting <laughs> you look really worried right now <laughs> climate change starts affecting our agricultural sector like how is that going to kind of break down our ability to our supply chains and our ability to get um like safe food to uh retailers um, that is not what I study, but I do know people. You know are, a lot more than I do. I work on it. <laughs> yeah, I listen to Greta Thunberg and then turn it off. Um, how do you feel? How do you feel about Bill Gates buying up, being the largest farmland owner in America? Uh. <laughs> how do you feel about that? And why? Why do you think he bought all that? All I okay. do is read the headlines, and then it, and then I get stressed out and eat a cookie. Um. Okay, so I have like a, like many feelings about Bill Gates, and I've always had these these well, not always, but like in the past couple of years, I'm just like yeah. fuck Bill Gates. Like I can't yeah. stand him. Every time he speaks, yeah. I'm just like, get the fuck out. Um, he just released this climate book. Uh, I don't remember the name. How to how to solve the crisis, and it's so annoying because it's just like oh, we just need to innovate, 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 and I'm like, I disagree because I think that we actually need to you know invest in social infrastructure so that people can deal with these problems we don't just need to again we don't just need to invent our way out of these problems um so I disagree with his take on like how we solve climate change uh also these yesterday or the day before or something so many articles came out about bill gates um being just like the worst fucking person having like a going to epstein's islands fucking 13 yeah. girls. crazy <laughs> conspiracy theorists maybe they weren't far off and i'm just like exactly because i every time i bring up bill gates people are just like oh like i know those conspiracy theorists they think that bill gates but is they like purposely putting... did that i think i think they planted that in the conspiracy theorist way so then when people legitimately criticize bill gates yeah no one you sound crazy but he's... yeah i think that his pr team is his pr team ha in the past was so good and now i think that since the divorce is happening with him and uh, melinda gates i think that her PR team is working super fucking hard, even though like, I don't really like she's just team Melinda. I'm fucking, team. yeah, <laughs> it's just like, she's doing, she's just going to get a fuck ton of money, but like her PR team is just like putting out all these articles and like putting out all this stuff. And I'm just like, Oh my God, finally his public image is being questioned because 
it was like, why the fuck is Bill Gates like in charge of vaccine rollout globally? Like what, what did he do? Like he's just like- That's what I'm saying. I'm like, okay, listen, whenever I talk about anything about the vaccine, people are like, well, you're not a fucking doctor. I'm like, okay, but Bill Gates is into doctor. You know who also is into doctor? The billionaire evil man fucking running vaccine rollouts. Like- yeah what is yeah. he why is he get to have an opinion on this I honestly it it just it irks me like the whole thing I'm just like what why are we why are we listening to, to only like, like super why? rich white guys though get to go into spaces that they do not belong and just be like exactly. I'm an expert on this now I'm just gonna like, make world. decisions <laughs> yeah the whole world's like okay Bill Gates knows stuff I <laughs> I'm like no he was like I don't know a software developer and then like a CEO and then and then like just tried to make Microsoft like the only tech company and like tried to monopolize the tech industry. And I'm like, that doesn't make you, that doesn't make you an expert on public health. When you do a degree in environmental sustainability, you're just like, oh, it's, it's capitalism. It but radicalizes you. Like it really, you're- globalization. Yeah. Too, right. Like I'm- It's co- more, obviously more complicated than just- So like, complicated because I'm a capitalist in the way that I think everyone should be able to access and own private property. Like I think right. that the way that in Toronto, they're being like, everyone be serfs. Don't own a condo, rent forever from the rich. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's not- the fucking way <laughs> like you know I, I i was i was like recently in this conversation about with this person who was like i i just don't like i don't want to own own a house and i'm just like it's gonna be really annoying like 10 years 20 years when you're still paying a landlord and you're just like giving that landlord like you're it's just it's just annoying but um yeah when you when you start questioning capitalism you then have to like start questioning property and it just gets it's it gets really int- you're just like oh where does it what is it how does this end because like right i find now that we're that... in a weird time with corporate kind of colonial-esque like it's like we have oligarchs like bill gates is like an oligarch it's almost like a weird soviet communism thing but instead of putin's friends yes. it's just like the global rich super rich so it's like yes. it's a weird it's a weird thing like no one owning any property no one is basically like the corporations or the government and we're living in a weird communist thing where like it's like yeah. we'll have amazon dollars that we can spend at amazon and live in amazon yeah. cities like it's no fucking- <laughs> yeah the, the, i think that the world is getting so skewed because because we deregulated capitalism. So like in the eighties or whatever, we had this kind of neoliberal uh, kind of revolution and everything became just like capitalism was is now unregulated. And so now you get these huge corporations that are have more power than the state. How, what would you tell like an individual like me that wants to try to be better um that gets emotionally shut down when she hears Greta Thunberg talk (laughs) I think that it's I think that it's kind of like a myth that that the individual needs to do needs to do something and like totally change their lifestyle or like go vegan or whatever to like I I think that that's a a myth that has been kind of perpetual I think it started with VP actually saying that like you can change your individual um uh, routines what's B- or whatever. What's, what's BP? Um, British Petroleum. They're the Deepwater Horizon oil oh, company. They started that. Yeah, I think Motherfuckers. so. <laughs> they're so fucking smart. And they're like, oh, it's like it's like an independent, like it's an independent responsibility. Like you yeah. need to do it as like a, um, as an individual capitalist, yeah. you need to do it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, no, like you. I mean, I don't give a shit if you don't drive an electric car. Um, I think that what. Y- it's like hard to pay attention to these things, but I think that it's important to just be angry at the actual 
the actual organizations and firms that are kind of making things work like it's hard for me because i'm like they're so fucking wealthy like jag meat's (laughs) always talking about this shit i'm like jag meat the minute you get in office you'll be bought Mm -hmm. just like justin just like you know harper just like kretchen everyone's bought (laughs) and no big oil is gonna come in shake your hand take you out to a fucking steak dinner and you're gonna be bought too like this is an issue that is within and so internalized in our government sometimes i get like well we can't vote i don't even know if we can vote ourselves out of this um yeah no it's it's that's um because even the most even the most people with the biggest integrity even big oil can Mm -hmm suck your dick into it yeah 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 (laughs) I think that I think that it's like just yeah when you go along this it can get very depressed like we can just kind of wallow and yeah but how do we like how what I think we gotta we gotta put our noodles together (laughs) about ways we can infiltrate the government get Shania Twain on $20 bills and stop the climate crisis we can do it we can do it we Um, can do it (laughs) yeah I it's hard it's hard it's hard to keep faith it's hard to keep faith but like especially when you look at the governments and how yeah it's just depressing so when I worked at King Taps one of the reasons I quit the corporate restaurant life was because they were getting ready to replace me with a robot and I was positive <laughs> about this I'm serious so like basically by the end I'm like the the profit margin is so small because of these deals and all these corporate restaurants are doing these deals like two dollar mm-hmm. wings like two dollar mm-hmm. highballs like but the rent in downtown Toronto is so expensive mm-hmm. So they do just insane volume. So you're just working your ass off like insane mm. and selling like 1200 bucks at the end of the night when you'd really like you've worked five grand worth of hard of sales, but you, and you take home max 20% of that, right? Like flies towards the end, I'd be on the well bartending so fucking quickly making these $3 highballs or whatever the fuck they were. And um, I was like, okay, a Keurig machine could replace me right now. Mm-hmm. People aren't here for the beautiful women because it's like a restaurant, right? They only hire like hot chicks. People aren't here for the hot women anymore. They're here for the deals. They're here Mm -hmm. for like a McDonald's experience where you get to sit in the booth and they bring it to you. Basically, the inventor of Cactus Club built an entire set of restaurants off of beautiful women. Mm -hmm. And the, the, because really they're fucking selling $20 chicken wings, but the beautiful, and they kind of have upgraded their food and everything like that. But really they've made a company off of beautiful women. Mm -hmm. And we pretend like that's not true, but it's the truth. Mm -hmm. And it fascinates me because they want to automate it, but you can't automate beautiful women I'm like are you gonna have sex dolls serving the chicken wings like how is this going to you know I don't want to be offensive towards them but it's just a fact like the beautiful women of Cactus Club have been what sold sold it across Canada I I I, there's 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 a lot there but I think that um there's kind of this idea you know how like all of these uh technologies like Google Home and Alexa and Siri they're all like women's voices like it's much more you're much more likely to have female uh, AIs, <clears throat> the, the, the voices, because they're doing service work yeah. and you can kind of map, like, I don't know, you know, if people do this, but like, you can kind of map on a person to that voice and you're yeah. like, oh, this, be- this beautiful sounding woman is doing all the things that I want her to do. And I'm yeah. just telling her things and she does them and she's my servant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that this extension is just, it's just like an objectification of women continued because That's, I think that automation yeah. is really, it's, it can be very misogynistic in a lot of ways because it's just like, oh, we can just automate those, those, you know, women that we, 
hired before and it's they can but I uh, maybe maybe but it's like it's like I think that a lot of a lot of AIs can 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 kind of take on that role of and I just the, wonder though like okay but it's so much social hierarchy like so the guys yeah. that get the deals done in the financial district mm-hmm. part of why they go to a place like that is because if the hot bartender likes them they look impressive in front of their client and the approval of women is an extremely powerful um indicator of social hierarchy in men like mm-hmm. I fuck that hot girl she approves of me I can mm-hmm. fuck hot girls that means I have a high social hierarchy in men right they're always fucking bragging to each other they're disgusting but that's the truth right or at least what I think mm-hmm. so then if you eliminate and it's all female robots that are perfectly like agreeable they yeah. never sass you it takes away the risk of being rejected, which takes away the value of social hierarchy and female approval in relationships. So if the robot girl that's selling chicken wings instead of the hot, smart, sassy girl that usually they hire like pretty smart women to work at those things, if if they always approve of you, it takes away the social value. You're just padding to the male ego, which takes away competition of the male ego. Yes. So they'll I- seek out the beautiful women. So I think, I don't know. <laughs> I think that there's like so AI obviously isn't at this point where they're recreating those social environments that are so complex with you know men trying to impress like we're not there yet and so it'll be really interesting to see how we get there and what happens especially yeah. in terms of like representation of women in robotics and how so far all the female robots are so agreeable they're there yeah. they never say no like the sex dolls never say no they never right there exactly but like, what if yeah. they start what if they start kind of like being more playful and stuff like what if you make it more complex then i think that that would also be very it would it would sell like the idea that interesting because they couldn't pick up on those social cues though that make you sassy I don't think a robot well we'll see like a robot doesn't remember that that guy tipped you 13 percent last week on a 500 dollars bill but I of course they would remember that right when they are they going to be a bitch because of that (laughs) um it depends on what they're you have to tip a robot because a robot's like a slave it's not a person so I think also I think the the uh, automation of the service industry is also based on just like increasing the the profits. So it's like that's that's what's driving it now. Just like you don't have to train a robot, so just rep- don't have to train a robot. So you just replace all your. That's what I was thinking, like all the heavy work would be done by robots, but then you'd be hired as a beautiful woman just to entertain the men in the financial district, because I don't think you can replace that with a robot. You could like looks wise and stuff, but you will never really be able to replace like that valuable, like weird nature evolutionary, Mm -hmm. like draw to tits and ass. Like, I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. Like, honestly, I think that yeah I think that wouldn't it devalue it if all if they could create female hot robots wouldn't that just devalue beauty that's a big question like if everyone had access to fuck a hot female robot that looked exactly like a hot real woman would the entire like would that just devalue beauty in itself and fertility Well, like I guess it depends on like what your definition of the value of beauty is because like if you're talking about like social capital yeah Men's, uh, men, the male gaze, very, very mm-hmm. narrow view of beauty is what I'm talking about. Like, you know how right. they make those sex robots now? You've seen sex robots, right? I have seen sex robots. I, I, I 
Yes. They all look like Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, that, that's the idea of that movie. Um, like, it's called Her, and Scarlett yeah. Johansson is the voice of the, yeah. Yes. Um, I think it'll be interesting. I think that there'll be a new way of kind of, it'll, it'll, it'll be new, it'll be interesting, it'll be really fucking weird once, uh, once robots are kind of able to, to have those social interactions that are as complex as the ones that, you know, a bartender, a real bartender has with their, their clients. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause then if men could just marry a sex robot, sexy young robot chick, mm-hmm. would they choose that <laughs> over a real woman? These are deep questions. Like, cause then they'd own that. They'd own, they'd own it. And is she a woman? <clears throat> she represents women so much but is she a woman like she can't have human rights she's an object but like they created women into ob- like it's nuts it's like these are like scary. the questions that i think science fiction is just trying to answer or trying to like raise as issues because it's just like science fiction in general is just like how is technology going to shift these relationships of power that we have now um how is how are robots going to change those relationships yeah like someone taught me once that the most powerful person in the room isn't the most powerful person in the room it's the person who can make someone feel like the most powerful person in the room mm-hmm. so so oh, much of why, the time yeah. it is like a beautiful woman which is mm-hmm. why like you're like why do tits yield so much power like this makes no <clears> sense like why you know but that's why and so until a robot could do that i don't i don't think that that kind of yeah that's fair enough i don't think that that could exist i don't know though fair enough something positive we can end this on oh. <laughs> the world is ending i'm really bad at uh, I, I i yeah i'm really bad at that um yeah we need people like you in the world though oh thank you uh, you can handle the negativity i try we gotta try. take down court bimbos we gotta fucking take down <laughs> yes the revolution starts from the inside on this start dating hedge fund guys we gotta start <laughs> Fucking we got to radicalize them like the the like my you entire can't radicalize a hedge fund guy. <laughs> you can break them down build them back up again you know you, radicalize you them. i don't think that you could <laughs> radicalize a hedge fund guy i don't know Ooh, challenge accepted that could be a fun reality tv show but no because hedge fund guys always date like funny like i know they wouldn't weird left-wing girls so they never they, and their left-wing girls always become right like look at grimes they become right exactly people. it's it's yeah. about like not becoming grimes it's about it's about radicalizing elon musk in, in she failed at, but i don't think grimes she she, actually you know what i realized by that grimes isn't that smart i was like oh grimes can't rat like she can't she fell to elon musk she needs protection she needs like that layer well there's that whole thing it's just like um because he there was an essay an amazing essay written by his ex-wife um about him and how like he how like a emotionally abusive he was and he has like five kids with this ex-wife or six oh. kids or something and, and that's rt duty with fucking grimes <laughs> r2 duty and, and that <laughs> essay was so intense because um sh- she was talking about like when they when they got married or something in their first dance he whispered in her ear he's like i'm the alpha i'm like that's so fucking creepy that's so creepy no he didn't he said he i'm did. the alpha in yes. her ear on their first dance yes i just everyone go read this essay movie. that's disgusting <laughs> are you serious 
I, yeah, it's in this essay. Please everyone go read this essay. But um, it's also just like the idea that if he's emotionally abusive, okay, maybe um, what if he starts doing that to Grimes and how, how do we kind of, how do we save Grimes? <laughs> I don't know. The Canadian government I don't know like a either. fucking $80,000 grant, even though I did see that. Like, I hate her for that. I'm like, you took money away from artists in a pandemic. I, uh, you're the richest guy in the world. <laughs> I see that. I, yeah, there's, there's a lot with Grimes, but I hope, I hope she, I hope they they stop dating. You want to save Grimes? I honestly think it would be better if they stopped dating. Please, um, Grimes needs to. Needs Grimes, to if out. you're listening to this, get the fuck out. Save you. Get out with your kid. Who uh, nobody's nobody can say the name of that kid, but yeah, we can save your child. That you don't want anyone to say the name, though. That's the thing. You don't name your kid <laughs> exactly. that and then expect people to know the name. That's just rude. That poor kid. Right. What are they gonna call him at school? He goes to the weird Elon Musk homeschool. You didn't Probably. know Elon Musk created his own homeschool? <laughs> yeah, where you study whatever you want. There's no rules. And you tweet about it. You study yeah. cryptocurrency as a stall day. I feel every bad day. for everyone that was obsessed with cryptocurrency. <laughs> Me too. I fucking hate it. I was like gonna put on my Tinder profile. I was just gonna be like, just explain Bitcoin to me, and then just like do like just just fuck with them really hard. All the people that want to. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? (laughs) Just a a pandemic hobby, you know. I didn't getting bros to explain Bitcoin to me on (laughs) Tinder, and the best answer wins. Yeah, (laughs) like one hundred percent. It's like a game show. That could be a reality show. That could be a reality show. I want to have a reality show where I have a golf tournament where the guy who wins the tournament, I marry. Okay. I would watch that. Yeah. And in between games, it's a whole tournament. In between games, you have like one-on-ones with me. And I have to watch it on a TV. Like, you know what I mean? the The Bachelorette, but golf. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like olden times night shit. So the one that I'm most in love with might not win, but I got to marry the guy who wins. That's I, the sucker of life. I wish you luck. Right? That, I will I will watch it. Think about it. And you could see that I'd have a favorite and he would fuck it up. He'd fuck up the putt and you'd be like, oh, oh she's got to go on a one-on-one with Jason because of the <laughs> fuck. Like, it would be so good. It I would think it would be great. Golf. It, like, girls would like it. Guys would like it. Wide audience. <laughs> you got a, You got a winner there. I know, right? Okay, well, I'm going to press stop recording, but thank you for joining me, Sarah. Bye. She's probably going to write a book one day. You you guys are going to have to check that out. Yes. It's going to be called Equitable Sustainable. (laughs) No, I'm going to have a better title than that. (laughs) Please. You're going to have like a Naomi Klein style. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us. Bye, folks. Bye.